This is the Lightning Junkies Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Kryptoson. On this episode of the podcast, we have Will Reeves from Fold and Lightning Network Pizza. Both Fold and Lightning Network Pizza are platforms that that allow you to spend your Bitcoin, as well as earn Bitcoin back for those purchases. We end up discussing privacy, Bitcoin, the Lightning Network, Occupy Wall Street, amongst other subjects. This is the second episode of the podcast, and I thought I did a lot better. I was able to be a little bit more freeform and not focus so much on the notes that I was looking at. I didn't even write out questions beforehand. I just had general topics laid out. I didn't mention in the previous podcast that the first, second, and third episodes are a part of series dealing with onboarding newbies to the Lightning Network and the platforms that help to make that happen. As mentioned on the previous podcast, I have no sponsors. The only time I get any money for this podcast is whenever someone chips in via my BTC Pay server or something like tipping.me. This is done by design. I don't like listening to podcasts that have a 10-minute long sponsorship corner, and I hope to keep it that way. Not to say that it's impossible for me to take a sponsor in the future, but they would have to be of the highest possible caliber. And they would have to accept the fact that I'm not going to sugarcoat how I talk about them. If you get anything out of this podcast, please consider chipping in some Bitcoin via the Lightning Network on-chain, or even chip in some dirty fiat. You can do this via the links in the show notes. Without further ado, here is the second episode of the Lightning Junkies podcast. How are you doing today, Will? I'm doing great, Chaz, and I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. Before we jump into the kind of Bitcoin portion, you know, what's your general background? Well, um, I've been a, a kind of founder and an entrepreneur building kind of products and in primarily in payments and peer-to-peer tech space uh, for the last 10 years or so. Um, that has mainly been on the kind of consumer side of things. Uh, spent some time building uh, the Google Store, uh, building uh, peer-to-peer marketplaces, um, new payment uh, platforms for merchants to use, uh, and all of that really is kind of now in service of, of where I find myself today. Fantastic. Uh, was there anything in, in that experience that, that kind of really stood out as something that you really enjoyed, that you really kind of set you up for where you are now? Yeah, I mean, I, I like working on kind of complex problems uh, with, uh, while at the same time working on kind of newer technologies that that can promise answers to those those problems. And so, uh, my experience working in payments and kind of point of sale retail environments, you know, taught me quite a bit about uh, the rapid change in 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 payments, but also the uh, really clear limitations that we currently uh, face with kind of everyday uh, consumer consumer payments. And so really it leaves a lot to be desired. And, and uh, I think a lot of what we're doing at Fold is, is kind of filling in those gaps and kind of creating kind of from the ground up a, a new way to uh, envision kind of, kind of everyday retail and everyday commerce. And then on the peer-to-peer side, uh, you know, built things like... Uh, peer-to-peer marketplaces where people exchange meat and exchange goods, uh, which involves a lot of um, issues around uh, building trust, uh, as well as creating kind of experiences that 
onboard people through a full process that may involve a lot of money or valuable goods and uh, you know, use technology to make sure that the outcome is enjoyable and, and kind of solves real needs for them. Got it. How would you say that Bitcoin fit into all that? Was it a kind of natural progression? How did you get into Bitcoin, basically? Let's see, how did I get into Bitcoin? So Bitcoin, um, I really kind of look back. I, I had three initial encounters with Bitcoin uh, before I ever kind of really dedicated myself to, you know, uh, working on it full time, but even, you know, um, really diving deep in the rabbit hole. First experience was, you know, I grew up in Northern California in wine country. My first experience with Bitcoin was watching uh, a, a group of people uh, teaching migrant farm workers how to use Bitcoin for as an alternative for remittances. This is probably back in 2012 or so. Um, second uh, encounter with Bitcoin was uh, in Argentina, where I was living, and that coincided with one of uh, their uh, uh, defaults, their uh, economy defaults. And um, I made some friends with some security and software engineers, some of whom were into Bitcoin and actually used it very early on as a safe haven asset to kind of get around the devaluation that was uh, affecting uh, the rest of the country. And so it was pretty uh, clear and powerful example of the um, of one aspect of what Bitcoin can bring to an economy. And then the last one was uh, during Occupy Wall Street um, in Oakland, where we took in donations with Bitcoin, paid out vendors in Bitcoin and managed kind of volunteers uh, in this way. So another one showing the, you know, the unstoppable payments um, thesis. And so I think all three of those examples kind of come together, show a slightly different perspective on what Bitcoin can do and be for uh, different people in different circumstances. And really those, those founding examples for me have kind of driven, you know, what we do at Fold. And that's really building um, infrastructure that make uh, realizing Bitcoin as a superior payments and savings technology and making that available and accessible to the, the rest of the world. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Talking about Occupy Wall Street there a little bit, you know, would you kind of see Bitcoin as being a kind of currency of rebellion or, you know, would you kind of see it uh, maybe kind of end up being something a little bit less rebellious over time? What's your take on that? I think uh, to to imagine the, you know, the this this war, this hyper Bitcoinization, this this uh, the a kind of Bitcoin future, um, I think it necessitates having both of those realities coexist. Um, I do think that uh, at the fundamental uh, basis of it, if we keep Bitcoin as we um, as we envision it today, um, it would accommodate both institutional uh, use cases of Bitcoin um, as a sound, uh, auditable infrastructure in which to base our kind of financial uh, uh, technology and economy on. I think it will absolutely happen. But I also think just the very nature of it, as long as we can push back on kind of uh, total KYC and push back on de-anonymization of, of Bitcoin and its users, I think it will also always be a tool of uh, rebellion, liberation, you know, what have you. So I think uh, if this all works out in the way that I'm envisioning, both use cases will be uh, very comfortably supported. Do you see the kind of KYC uh, future kind of not, you know, taking over or do you see it just being kind of more of a, a balance, like you said, because, you know, we've, we've seen, uh, you know, shapeshift, local Bitcoins, you know, go uh, KYC. 
do you see that kind of uh, continuing? Yeah. So in the short term, I absolutely do. I think we're going to see, I think um, two uh, areas are going to be an, an increase uh, in KYC needs as well as that it's going to be related to kind of increasing regulatory scrutiny that's going to bring on you know new uh, needs for licenses and compliance. I definitely see that as something that's going to happen in the short term. But over the long term, I see generally um, KYC becoming more of a liability for private companies um, than something that keeps uh, their customers or themselves safe. Um, and by that, I mean, as we increasingly connect, collect and centralize uh, some of the most essential and key pieces of private and personal data um, across these kind of centralized private organizations that increasingly puts us all in a more vulnerable state. And so I can see a future where uh, the benefits of KYC um, are become outweighed by the negative aspects of holding that data, of being responsible for that data. And I think that will necessitate some major changes um, that uh, may kind of push back against the tide of, you know, in the short term, you know, increasing needs for KYC. I'm, I'm, I really believe that um, where we're going with data in general is that, um, you know, Jeremy uh, Welch from Casa put out this, you know, great piece that, you know, data is um, not no longer the new oil. It's the new kind of uh, sludge, if you will. So um, I think more and more organizations are going to feel the the responsibility and the weight of holding such uh, powerful and personal data for so many users. Uh, definitely. I think I would agree with that. I want to move on to some uh, lightning questions. So I kind of asked you how you got into Bitcoin. Uh, when did you first start using lightning yourself? Yeah, I mean, we were so uh, at Fold, you know, we've our, our primary uh, product and primary kind of use case was payments. Uh, we very quickly realized that on chain layer one payments um, uh, was not going to be uh, the way to bring, you know, uh, Bitcoin payments to the rest of the world. This wasn't scalable. It was too expensive. Um, and it was too com too complicated, and so we knew very early on that a layer two solution uh, would be required. Um, we did not go down the big block path. We felt the kind of core was moving in the right direction on securing the base chain, and that payments and other applications would be realized on layer two solutions. And so we were pretty bullish on Lightning early on, and we were experimenting, you know, as pretty much as early as it came online. Um, and, uh, you know, we were making small lightning payments, um, you know, pretty early on with any of the kind of early laps or, or, or lightning enabled apps. Um, and it really took us about a kind of, you know, six months of tinkering before we actually started to put anything in real production into Fold and Lightning Pizza. All right. So talking about Fold, how did you start at Fold? Uh, um, I know Fold is an older company almost. You know, they've made a more of a recent comeback. How did you start at Fold? Fold was uh, initially founded by uh, Matt Luongo um, back in 2014. Uh, and Matt and I had actually worked together uh, on a few other projects outside of the crypto world. And so we knew we wanted to work together. Matt had uh, been working on, on Fold, but as I told you, the kind of problems that we saw, we saw some great uh, volume coming through, but then the fee market started to come, you know, $50 fees on $5 coffees don't quite make sense. 
And so uh, Matt and I, and I decided to come together once we saw that the Lightning solutions were coming online, were viable. Uh, we had done some experimentation. And so um, I officially came to take over Fold about a year and a half ago to kind of reorient the company to kind of start directly tackling um, Lightning, but uh, also broadening the kind of vision of what we wanted to do at Fold beyond simply uh, retail payments. Okay. Where did Lightning Network Pizza come from? So uh, we knew we wanted to get into the center of uh, the Lightning community and the in, in pretty much in the middle of the action. And so we'd been experimenting with Lightning, uh, making payments ourselves, running our own nodes, uh, trying to break as much as we could on our end. And once we felt like we had uh, had enough information, uh, we knew we wanted to launch an experiment that kind of would, would do a couple things. Number one, it would have far reach and reach a lot of people, provide a real use case that people would make people actually want to use uh, Lightning and have a reason to adopt Lightning or a Lightning wallet. And then uh, thirdly, we wanted it to be a real world kind of use case, something that was not just a, you know, something digital to unlock, but that interfaced with multiple different organizations or parties. And so this, uh, we, we quickly landed on Lightning Pizza, partly because we knew the power of the uh, Bitcoin and pizza meme, and we thought it was really appropriate to revive that with the kind of growth of Lightning Network and to kind of... Uh, be a good symbol of where Lightning is. And so we developed Lightning Pizza, uh, basically plugging into the Domino's uh, uh, POS system, uh, creating our own ordering interface and allowing people to buy Domino's delivery or carry out with a kind of five, you know, sometimes 10% discount, depending on the day. And uh, we wanted to launch that to get as much activity as possible to pretty much accelerate our own learnings on how the Lightning Network works and how to work with it best. Do you think that discount was a uh, important piece to the entire thing? So I think the discount was important. However, I think you'll see we don't really um, promote the discount as the pri as a primary thing on Lightning Pizza. Um, you can you can see it has a little banner up top, but pretty much it's not, you know, in your face, you know, this is the reason to use Lightning Pizza. And that's partly because we wanted to see what the organic uptake would be with, uh, you know, Lightning users, just, you know, how, how many people are out there looking to spend. And so while I think it definitely plays a piece and it definitely helps people justify even spending their sats. I don't think it is it is only it, but I think it's a really strong value proposition. The second value proposition is that we've noticed Domino's is a publicly traded company. So we also get to see average order values of Domino's, frequencies of ordering from users and things like that. And, and, and almost all of those metrics, uh, Lightning Pizza excels beyond them. And part of that is because we believe that once you're set up with a Lightning wallet, the actual transaction and checkout itself is extremely simple compared to even a credit card transaction on Domino's own website. It's much faster, it's simpler, it's safer, and on the top you do get a good, you know, a good discount to justify the spend. But we didn't want to give too much of a discount, just enough to kind of lower the barrier to entry in terms of uh, spending your Bitcoin. But more, we wanted to test: can Lightning? create a better retail or checkout payment method than what's currently available. And I think we have really great reason to believe that while it's early, it definitely can be. Okay. 
My personal uh, little essay that I've been writing on my uh, blog here has been around the idea of trying to leapfrog newbies directly into Lightning, you know, jumping over the base chain of Bitcoin and getting them straight into Lightning. Do you think there's anything to that? Or do you think it makes more sense to get people uh, acclimatized to Bitcoin first and then get them into Lightning later? I am uh, absolutely in agreement with you. Um, I think it's really interesting to see some of the new Lightning wallets out there, like uh, Lightning Labs' own wallet, um, Breeze wallet, that actually do just that. It, it completely kind of subverts the experience. So you're you basically it, it feels like you're going being onboarded directly into uh, Lightning as opposed to having a base chain on chain wallet and then moving into Lightning. And I think this is very much uh, the way to go, both in terms of uh, uh, fees, in terms of speed and usability for uh, users. It's kind of closer to what they would expect. And so we at Fold are looking for ways to cleverly do this. And um, I think you see how we offer kickbacks or rewards on on uh, purchases through through Fold and soon to be through Lightning Pizza. The, that Bitcoin cash back is, is going to be uh, withdrawn directly into a Lightning channel ready for you to use to essentially onboard uh, people directly into Lightning. Um, so I think absolutely agree with you on that. I, I really like the, uh, the kickbacks program myself. We'll uh, come back to that here in a moment. I wanted to ask first you know, about Lightning. Have you experienced any issues or anything that kind of, uh, you know, held you back? You know, any like errors, any, you know, big uh, upsets that took you a long time to figure out? You know, a lot of it has been a learning experience. And, and the thing that makes, uh, you know, some, some of this could be difficult, but I think Lightning uh, has one of the, mo- the most robust and tight knit uh, communities in, across the crypto ecosystem. And that makes uh, us as Fold, our job, much easier because we are directly connected with uh, nearly all of the major Lightning services operating on Lightning, uh, building on Lightning. And that means information gets passed around very quickly. We get to see issues before they arise. We get to have warning on things. And uh, with that layer of community, we feel much um more comfortable developing and developing faster. So, you know, I think it's it was good. This last week, you saw that vulnerability that came out in the 7.0 version of, of Lightning and a couple of implementations. And I think while it's concerning, I think it's pretty incredible that, that it's been that this rare uh, after this long. And uh, I think it's a good reminder that, you know, we are not out of the kind of reckless uh, phase of Lightning. Um, but we're pretty damn close. And so, uh, you know, we have definitely experienced, you know, headaches with uh, channel management and balancing um, and the user experience uh, of the whole thing. But those I'm confident that this community is going to solve very quickly. Um, and even the larger vulnerabilities, you know, it's it seemed to be uh, uh, work out OK for everyone, at least for this go round. OK, I just wanted to uh, maybe give a bit more detail on Fold uh, itself. What is Fold and what is you know the prime use case for it here, just so everyone listening has an idea? Fold aims to make Bitcoin more accessible and rewarding for mainstream consumers. And uh, what that means is that uh, we bring 
the fundamental benefits of Bitcoin as both a payments technology and a savings technology to the forefront and allow people to experience it in their everyday lives. And so what does that mean? So on the payment side, we offer on Fold um, lightning payments at retailers and, and soon to be credit and debit card payments at retailers that essentially allow you to keep all your payments private. So you never give up any of your transaction details, payment um, information, um, or any other uh, or any other kind of your browsing data, you keep all of that safe and private when you pay through Fold. And a lot of that is enabled through uh, uh, Lightning transactions. And so we think that uh, Bitcoin as a payment method offers a level of privacy, speed and finality that is going to be very rewarding for users uh, down in the long term. And so we're building kind of infrastructure to support that as an everyday retail purchases. I was just going to go into the privacy portion a little bit more here. Do you think that there is a big advantage uh, to Lightning over base uh, the base chain of Bitcoin uh, as far as payments go? Absolutely. I think um, Lightning right now is our best chance and uh, technology for realizing the the true um, benefits of Bitcoin as a payment as a payment method for kind of everyday transactions. And those benefits uh, will quickly be realized by both consumers and retailers. So on the consumer side, the speed of transactions, the cost of the transactions, uh, as well as the privacy preserving nature of spending is uh, provides an incredible experience um, when you match that against, you know, even paying with a credit card. You know, when you go through a, a lightning transaction, it's faster and it is safer than paying with your credit card on almost any e-commerce site and Fold enables you to do that. On the merchant side, Lightning provides finality in ways that no other payment method does today. The possibility of a merchant finalizing daily payments or payments on an hourly basis uh, opens up entirely new use cases and paradigms for for, uh, merchants, especially smaller and mid-sized merchants. And that will allow merchants to have some efficiencies to then pay back to consumers uh, in terms of incentives and rewards. And so we're very bullish on the fact of Bitcoin being a superior payment method in the long run. But it is also extremely related to why we also work on Bitcoin as a savings technology and how we get Bitcoin into the hands of as as many people as possible, as fast as possible. Okay. You mentioned before about the kickback program. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, uh, Fold works with merchants by directly integrating with their prepaid access programs. So this is essentially uh, store credit at retailers or gift cards at retailers. There's a few different um, uh, names for prepaid access programs, depending on where you are. And so uh, Fold accepts payment and then and then produces a, a a code in which you use at that merchant. Essentially, it's like a burner code or a burner payment that you use one time. And because we go through prepaid programs, uh, merchants have lower processing fees and they have reduced chargebacks and we're bringing them new customers. And so our retail partners negotiate with us um, a discount that then we pass on to the to uh, our users as rewards via our kickbacks program. So on, on average, our merchants give back around 5%. However, it can go up to 20%, which you see with uh, Burger King, uh, I believe, and a couple other brands that you'll see today. And those are all paid out instantly 
um, in the form of Bitcoin. I uh, really like uh, the, that kickbacks program. Something that I wanted to ask related to that is there are several other uh, services in the space that are doing something similar, like Casa has their sats back program, etc. Do you think that is going to be increasingly more popular of a thing to do to, uh, to onboard people by giving them Bitcoin for purchases they might ordinarily make? I, I think... It is an absolutely necessary part, uh, an effective uh, strategy for growing the network and growing users. How I look at rewards is that it will be a key part of every crypto company's strategy, as well as incumbent or traditional company strategy to get into crypto. And so my core belief is that it's, uh, rewards are incredibly important. But you need to be building value beyond rewards because at the end of the day, you know, there are incumbents that offer rewards for purchasing at retailers and they can switch on Bitcoin payments, you know, with pretty much with the flip of a switch. And so it's our core belief at Fold that rewards are a, an incredible incentive to lower the barrier of entry or kind of cost calculation for someone to use your service. And, and it's a. Uh, really necessary to get a, a large group of people to do that. However, you need to also be building infrastructure, whether through payments or savings uh, products, to then uh, take advantage of those um, incentives uh, to create a true kind of business around it. And so for us, uh, we think it will be ubiquitous rewards. And that's a great thing because that means more people have Bitcoin. But in terms of from a business perspective, uh, we feel it's the rewards are just the tip of the iceberg and really the most value is going to be found in the kind of larger payment stack that we're building out. Okay. A uh, question that I have kind of have been having a hard time dealing with on my end is the idea of tax implications for spending Bitcoin. Do you have any particular opinion on that or, you know, what people you know should be doing or anything like that? Yeah. So to be honest, it coin uh coin center has a a bill out on kind of i believe it's called the de minimis clause which allows any transaction under you know 500 or 600 dollars to go untaxed uh, and treated similarly as, as 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 many other assets are and frankly that would be in a game changer for the uh, bitcoin payments um, currently the tax situation is definitely one of the um uh, largest barriers to entry and usage that we see currently, and if solved, would have um, uh, huge consequences for both pay Bitcoin payments and I think Bitcoin overall. Um, now, there are a few things that we can do in the short term that we are helping users with is that we are partnering with tax companies to help you with the tax taxing and reporting issues. Um, help you uh, better report that so it takes a lot less time. And I think you'll realize now is that, you know, when I first was doing tax reporting on Bitcoin payments, you know, years ago, that would take several hours. Now it, it, it you know, could take an hour or two maximum. And so we are improving, but it's still by no means something that we should expect, um, you know, mainstream consumers to do by any means. And so really right now, I think we need to do, you know, work on, uh, both sides of this. Number one is um, advocating for the change of classification and taxation of uh, Bitcoin as an asset class, um, which is being done by a lot of great uh, great companies. But I think more people need to get involved with that. I would suggest everyone reach out to Coin Center on how they can uh, help out with that process, or even just donate to them. 
The second is creating tools and services right now that make it easier and lessen the burden on people in the here and now. And that is both faster ways to have fiat to, to Bitcoin conversions so that people can purchase Bitcoin on the spot for different payments and purchases, as well as helping with the reporting aspect. I think both of those sides need to be um, worked on to, uh, to, to help with the taxation issue as in regards to payments. Yeah, I've definitely seen people on Twitter that were very hesitant to actually make payments either with Bitcoin or with Lightning just because of the tax you know, burden or implications. Do you think the overall pros of you know, making payments with Bitcoin or Lightning you know, discounts or what have you kind of outweigh those uh, uh, potential burdens? You know, Bitcoin is a global technology and with almost every answer I have with it, it's, it depends. Um, on your situation and where you are, you know, for people in many different countries, you know, Bitcoin is not taxed like it is here in the United States. And so it very much does make sense uh, for them to use it as a payments technology, especially when paired with the great lightning speed and, and, and cost uh, with great user experience. In those cases, I think it absolutely makes sense. Um, now, when you're talking about in the United States, uh, one of the important things about our kickbacks program is to give you an incentive to um, to actually to take on some of the tax work um, because you're getting overall you're you're getting more kickbacks than you would pretty much from any other source possible. And so for some, I believe it does make sense. Um, and others, um, we are working on solutions for you so that it does. That's kind of our our, our primary goal. Okay. So you kind of mentioned before that you were looking into or, you know, possibly just about to launch debit and credit cards on fold. Now to like a Bitcoiner, that sounds like we're going backwards here. You know, what's what's your idea behind that? So uh, I think everyone knows fold as a, you know, kind of hardcore uh, uh, Bitcoiner product. You know, we've only supported Bitcoin ever. Um, we've been one of the earliest services on both you know, on-chain payments as well as lightning payments. And we have developed kind of a lot of our value proposition, our vision, our, our, our principles are directly from uh, the Bitcoin community. But we know, and I think all Bitcoiners know, is that in order to grow this system, we need to uh, increase adoption. And that's going to either be adoption through uh, more volume running through the system or more users running through the system. And ideally, it's both of them. And so we see that uh, lowering the barrier to entry into Bitcoin, having it not be uh, simply dominated by KYC walled speculative use cases, Fold sees a very clear opportunity to allow any person in the US and very soon internationally to sync their credit card and debit card and earn Bitcoin, whether they're shopping online, offline, in-app, wherever they are, Fold will start accumulating Bitcoin on their behalf. And as people start to accumulate that Bitcoin and see the value of it, they're able to uh, use it on a future purchase with Fold, or they can simply accumulate and hold it. And um, with us, we encourage people to spend it by offering even more uh, percent back rewards if you choose to then spend Bitcoin. And so our whole thing is creating a, a funnel that reaches the um, most uneducated non, you know, pre-coiner that you can imagine, 
giving them an easy way to onboard into the space and then have our products slowly be able to incentivize them to come deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. Okay, got it. I just want to change things up here slightly. Um, if I understand it, Fold is owned by a company called Thesis. Is this right? So Fold is actively being at Fold was incubated within Thesis, which is a uh, venture uh, production studio that works on various kind of proto- uh, protocols and products uh, related to kind of Bitcoin and kind of generally blockchain technology. Fold was incubated within Thesis. However, we'll soon be announcing our spin out uh, from Thesis as a kind of uh, separate entity with a whole new set of partners that will be joining us for our kind of next uh, upcoming milestones. Um, interesting. You know, I just wanted to ask about Thesis really fast here. One, one other product that I saw that they're working on over there is something called TBTC. Do you have any opinion about that kind of being loosely connected or very connected to to thesis yeah absolutely so um the uh other one of the other verticals at uh thesis is is keep um keep network and they have developed um something called tbtc which this is essentially allowing interoperability between ethereum and bitcoin blockchains to essentially give bitcoin the DeFi uh qualities that you may find uh with ethereum projects and to give Ethereum the liquidity that is associated with Bitcoin projects. And so I think overall, it is a in- very interesting project. And I'm very excited to see uh, where this takes interoperability in general. I think uh, it overall has, has some uh, great implica- implications for both communities. And there are reasons for both uh, camps to be very, really excited about this. And I also can't imagine a better team than then keep and Suma uh, working on this project, both projects with some, you know, hardcore Bitcoiners that also understand how kind of uh, DeFi works and kind of the vision there. So I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they're going to bring this together. All right, great. Uh, finally, I just kind of wanted to go more broad here and just go to a, you know, where do you see Bitcoin kind of ending up in the next, you know, maybe decade do we do we turn it more into a digital gold thing, or you know, as Fold and you know that whole co- you know the, the company kind of pushes more towards payments? Do you think we'll actually be doing more payments? Will they will they be all be on Bitcoin? Will they all be on Lightning? Will there be a mix? You know, will the fees be crazy, etc.? You know, how do you see things turning out? Oh man, nearly ever nearly every uh, prediction like this is 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 always interesting to make. Um, However, I think we're going to get both. I think um, the debates between Bitcoin being a um, a kind of store of value uh, will will come to fruition as we see the kind of macro markets start to position Bitcoin as more and more of a an attractive asset, um, and as more and more countries start to take stances on it, it's gonna it's gonna really uh, do a lot for for Bitcoin as a kind of international. Um, savings and kind of safe haven asset that I think will continue to develop, especially in these zero to uh, sub-zero interest uh, times. I am less concerned about that piece because I think right now, even where Bitcoin is at in its technology is pretty advanced and well-suited to fit that very use case right now. Um, And I think that will only continue to grow stronger. 
I think the parts that Bitcoin and the community are working on now and where, why you see so much energy around Lightning Network is because that is the piece of the technology that is that has not been been has not matched up to the user experience and capabilities that we need it to become to be a medium of exchange or payment method. And so I think as Lightning continues to mature, it is going to take more and more of uh, the overall movement of Bitcoin payments, less will happen on chain, more will happen off chain on Lightning. On Lightning, uh, We are going to see it taken up more and more as a payment method uh, around the world. We're already seeing countries change their laws around taxation of Bitcoin payments. And I don't expect all countries to, to come out favorably in this, but I expect enough to, where there will always be enough activity there. I think Lightning will be uh, broadened to include stable coins and we'll have interoperability between the stable coins and, and Bitcoin, which I think provides some interesting use cases there. Uh, but overall, I am very much in a vision that Bitcoin in a decade will be a superior payments and savings technology for a large amount, a large subset of people in the world. And that subset may always change depending on conditions in their country or their region or their personal lives. Um, but I think Bitcoin is, is, is big enough and broad enough to fit, to fit those use cases for a lot of people. What would you say the, the most exciting thing is for you uh, with Bitcoin or Lightning? Uh, for me right now, the most exciting thing is uh, getting as many people Bitcoin as possible in as short of time as possible. Um, I'd say my own journey uh, into Bitcoin and seeing the uh, the community and the potential that the that this technology promises, uh, I think will only benefit from uh, more and more people holding it and using it. And so for me, it is the most exciting thing is in uh, finding ways to introduce it to the most amount of people in the least amount of time. That's pretty much what I spend my most time thinking about. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping up the podcast here. But before we go, do you want to let all the listeners know, you know, how they can find, you know, you, Fold, the uh, Lightning Network pizza and all that? Absolutely. We got, you know, we've got a lot of things here. Um, well, you can find me uh, on Twitter at WLRVS. Um, and you can find Fold uh, at uh, Fold underscore app or foldapp.com. And there you'll be able to buy, pay for everyday things over the Lightning Network and earn up to 20% back in Bitcoin. And we'll soon be dropping some pretty incredible uh, releases uh, this month. So stay tuned there. And on Lightning Pizza, you can find us uh, at LN underscore pizza on Twitter or LN.pizza online. And uh, make sure to get that 5% discount. Otherwise, you know, hit us up and we'll, we'll help you get onboarded into lightning answer any questions about lightning pizza and for all kind of you know newbies or people who want to share with newbies we actually just uh released something today called my first bitcoin pizza.com uh, essentially it's a kind of a primer step-by-step -step on how to onboard someone who's a pre-coiner get them bitcoin get them into a bitcoin wallet get them into a lightning wallet and then finally get them their first lightning pizza so MyFirstBitcoinPizza.com, uh, everyone should check out. Amazing. I'm going to have to check that out as soon as we're done here. Well, I really appreciate you joining me on the Lightning Junkies podcast. Uh, 
you know, have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Chaz. You too. There you have it. That was the second episode of the Lightning Junkies podcast. What did you think? Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you took something away from that. Go check out Fold and Lightning Network Pizza right away. In the meantime, if you did learn something or took something away from this podcast, please consider chipping in some sats via the crowdfunding campaign or tipping.me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Otherwise, if you like the podcast, please consider subscribing or leaving a review on any relevant podcast website out there. Until next time, I'll see you on the Lightning Network.